prove them wrong because they are going to come out. They're going to have judgments, whether they say them or not. You're going to read it in their eyes. They're going to be condescending and patronizing and they're going to be like, oh, that sounds cool. And you're going to grit your teeth and be like, oh, you have no idea how hard I'm working, but prove them freaking wrong. Hey guys, you're listening to The Side Hustle Movement, a podcast for you, the high achieving female entrepreneur who's tired of their nine to five. Now, I know you're wanting to turn that side hustle into your full-time gig. Hell yeah. I'm Cherie Murray, ex-chef from the luxury super yachts. And now I'm living life on my own terms, helping women reclaim their financial sovereignty, time choice, and freedom back. Now, each week, I'm going to be bringing you tips and tricks straight to your phone that you can implement into your business. Are you ready to take your side hustle to the next level? All right, guys, today I am super freaking excited because I'm bringing on a really special guest who is going to share her incredible story with you all. And this is today we're bringing on Ellie. She's a freelance journalist, a content manager, and she is founder and creator of the Shit She Read podcast. And guys, you're going to have access to all her links later. Uh, Ali, thank you so much for jumping on. Thank you so much for having me. I'm psyched to be here. Yeah, it's so good to have you on. And I heard a bit of your podcast. It is epic. And I'll make sure everyone has the link to it in this podcast episode so they can check it out themselves. Thank you so much. I would love to have all of your listeners come on over. We have a lot of fun. Epic is a great word. Thank you. Yeah. For, thank you <laughs> no for that <laughs> Very Australian. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love it. So I don't want to give away too much of your story. I'd rather you share it. So you're a freelance journalist. You're doing content managing. You've got your podcast. You know, how did this all start? How did your entrepreneurial journey start? Great question. So when I graduated from college, I got a job working in the sales department of a big book publishing company in New York City, which was my dream. Um, And I worked there for almost five years. And then I just realized that it was wrong. I mean, it would be a whole other podcast episode for me to explain to you why it was wrong. It wasn't a healthy situation for me anymore. Um, And because I grew up loving to write and I studied journalism when I was in college, I decided that it was the right time of my life to just see if I could hack it as a journalist full-time. I had a couple of friends who had um, moved into freelancing, and so I thought maybe I could give it a shot. Um, I didn't have any kids at the time. I still don't, but I didn't have any kids. Fewer responsibilities. I was like, let's see if I can make this work. Um, And so that's been, that was about four years ago now. So the first step of my journey was quitting my corporate job and building this whole freelance life. Um, So it started really in journalism and writing, writing for online magazines, online outlets, and then also some print magazines. And then I've expanded into editing and content management for different like online brands and companies. And so I do all kinds of like blogging and editing for different lifestyle sites. Primarily, I also do some freelance podcast editing. But then the sort of second chapter of my entrepreneurial journey is the podcast, which you mentioned, the SSR podcast, which is not so secretly titled The Shit She Read Podcast. Yeah, I started that um, about two years after I went freelance full-time. I missed working in the book world and I just wanted a project. I'm sure you can appreciate that yes. as an entrepreneur. Um, I felt like as much as I loved freelancing, it wasn't as much like working for myself as I thought. Really freelancing is like working for more people and having a little bit more control over your time. Yes. But 
I wanted to sort of own something and I had started listening to podcasts. They'd really inspired me to like quit the corporate job and try something new, but I wanted to do something fun and something that appealed to my interests. And my number one interest has pretty much always been books. So that's how the whole thing started. I absolutely love that. So your podcast is essentially your side hustle. It is. Yeah, that's what I would call it. Yeah, perfect. And this is what this podcast is called. It's all about the side hustle. So yes, I'm in the right place. (laughs) Yeah, you are totally in the right place. So I love that you took something that was your passion and turned it into something that could, was going to serve others, but also potentially make a profit, of course. How's that been? Because we know like I talk about this all the time about the entrepreneurial journey being like a roller coaster. You know, things can be great. You know, we get this labor of love. We're putting a lot of effort into it. Sometimes we don't see a return. We hit hurdles. Like, what's it been like for you? Has it been flowers and rainbows? Has it been that roller coaster? Well, I think what's interesting in my experience with the podcast specifically is that at first it just was a labor of love. Like, I don't think I really had any expectation that it would necessarily turn a profit or even earn me that much money. But then I realized that it takes a lot of time and effort to have a podcast, especially mine, because I have to read a book for every episode. I have to research. It's a lot of time. Um, And I also realized that there were people that were becoming sort of diehard fans very quickly. And I was building this community that I didn't expect. And it became clear to me that there was a way that I could potentially transition this from just a labor of love to something that would make me a little bit of extra money. So I think that my expectations were pretty low at the beginning. And maybe that has like informed my ride with all of this. Um, because I built up the earning part of my side hustle pretty slowly at the beginning. And then all of a sudden I I felt like I had money coming in, which I wasn't expecting. Um, and I would say that at least for me, and and I don't know what your experience with this is as a podcaster, like it's just sometimes frustrating. It's, it feels like it, it feels like a haul sometimes with a podcast. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of time. Sometimes you feel like you're really hitting home runs with every episode. Sometimes you feel like you're seeing your numbers go up and people are into it. And for me, like that's what I'm watching because I'm I'm paying attention to like the engagement in my show and on my social media because that gives me a sense of what I'm going to be able to promote if I'm going to maybe be selling more merch next month, if I can push more Patreon subscribers, if I can get more affiliates out there and like have more ads on the show. Um, and so I watch those metrics very carefully. And so I think I, I'm sensitive. And so when I see my numbers go down, that is really upsetting, especially because sometimes you just don't know why, like it, there's just sometimes no rhyme or reason for it. And I think anytime you have a passion project, no matter how much money you're making for it or from it, like anytime you see something changing and you don't know why it's, it's just a bummer. Yeah. 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 And you, as you say, you can't really get answers. It's just something that that does chop and change and there's no rhyme or reason. And that's where like, you really got to keep the passion and the faith and go like, no, like let's keep going. It is working. You're just going to have those dips. Yeah. And I think consistency Mm -hmm. is like such a big part of it, but consistency is hard when you're seeing yes. peaks and valleys in your numbers, whether it's in your profit or in your metrics or whatever, however you're tracking your success. I think that like the key, at least for me, it's always been about consistency. And 
I've put out an episode of my podcast every single week for two, two years and like five, almost, almost two and a half years at this point. Wow. Um, no matter what, and, and whether that's personal shit going on, or I'm just feeling like the podcast is not doing as hot as I would like it one month. It's still about, as you said, like you still have to push through, um, because in everything that I've read and everything that I've learned, if you're consistent and you have an attitude of like professionalism and like, this is a yes. thing that I'm building, this isn't just like a little show that I'm putting together in the back of my house. This is, I'm building a thing. If you have that attitude and it propels you to be more consistent, I sort of think it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy in a way. Like if you have the mindset that it's significant and it matters and you work at it that way, then it will matter to other people. Yes, because we're basically, and I feel like sometimes we forget that this, and even I have at times myself, we're the CEOs of our own organizations, mm-hmm. like you of your podcast and your brand, me of me, my podcast and my brands. And sometimes I forget like how much power, how powerful that is. Like we're building something. It's not, we're not just showing up here to fluff around and to seem to, you know, to be seen, to be seen, or to be heard, to be heard in the terms of a podcast, we're actually building something where we're, we're building our organization. We're building this incredible thing to serve others. And when we show up, that's when we're like fulfilling our purpose. So I love that. And you're so right. Consistency is freaking key. I see so many people give up right before they're probably about to do like hit a massive breakthrough and you're like, oh God, you're so close. It's all about perseverance and consistency. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah. I forget what the stat is, but there's some crazy stat out there about like the tens of thousands of podcasts that have been started, but have never made it past three or four episodes. And that's not to criticize those people who have tried to start a podcast What I would say though, is that if this, I I think it's great if you just want to start a podcast and give it a try. I think especially now with so many people at home, people are starting passion projects and that's great. There is sort of like a a tipping point though, I think where something goes from a passion project that you're doing for fun to like a thing, to a brand, to like in the podcast space, a podcast that can translate into its own community or its own brand. And so I guess I would encourage people to kind of decide like, where do you want to be on that spectrum? Um, Because if you, in my experience, doing what I do with my side hustle with my podcast, it takes so much time and work. For me, it, it wouldn't have made sense to continue to invest in it if it wasn't going to grow. And so I really went into it with a mindset of like, I'm going to go big on this. I'm going to I invested in merch right away. I created a launch team right away. If you go in with the mindset that it's going to be big and not just like a thing you're trying, then it will be that. I just think it's important people understand like you have control over that. If you want to just do it for fun, great. There's no shame in that whatsoever. But you get to be the engine behind your growing side hustle. You get to decide. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And yeah, there's no shame in it being a passion project and doing it for fun. But if you do want to, if you want to have it as a business, treat it as a business. And I I see a lot of people do this, even say in regards to network marketing, they won't treat it like a business. They've just got it as this thing. And that's totally fine as well. But yeah, if you want to, if you want a business, you've got to treat it like a business and be the CEO of your business, whatever that looks like for you. 
And I, lo- and I love that you paint the picture of it not being all glamorous, hosting a podcast and rec- because it takes work. Like you're reading a freaking book every week. Jeepers creepers if I could do that. <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> There's so many books on my iPad, you know. There's actual research we put into these episodes and time and then the recording and the the promoting it after. And as you say, getting a proper launch team. I did the same thing, like started it up from scratch properly with the launch, with everything. So I love that because a lot of people do think that podcasting can be a bit glamorous and it's it's not. It's fun, <laughs> but it's... Yeah. Well, and I'm sure it's the same with network marketing to an extent, right? Where it's like, I think people have this idea of like smart passive income. And if you join this team, like I think then they expect, I hate to make generalizations, but based on what you're saying, it sounds like there are people who get into it and expect that it's going to be maybe an easier payday. Mm -hmm. Just like I think people sometimes get into podcasting thinking that it's going to look a certain way. And it can look that way, but you're not going to get as much out of it. So I think for me, it's, it's so much about just kind of establishing your expectations for yourself, really. Like it's not about anybody else, but what do you want to put into it so that you can get what you want out of it? Yeah. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah. It's all up to us and what we want actually want. So let's talk a little bit about, I know we touched base before we press record. And I mentioned, you know, as a chef six years ago on the luxury super yachts, I started online in network marketing and then moved on to creating my own products, coaching, uh, the online cooking programs. And I got a lot of haters. You know, it was very weird for me to be doing something that wasn't chefing because people perceived me to just be a chef. And to be fair, I perceived myself just to be a chef until I finally took the plunge. So what about you? Did you get, I know you mentioned you got a few haters. There was a bit of I want people to know that this is normal. It's Yes, I'm I'm shaking my head up and down because it's normal. <laughs> it's unfortunately very normal. So I had some practice for the haters when I started my podcast because I experienced it a lot when I quit my corporate job to freelance. Um, some brief context is that I quit my corporate job, I think three months after I got married. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there was, I think, a lot of assumption around the office that I had gotten married and was just like making up this whole story about how I was going to go build a whole writing career for myself. But really, I was just going to like go be a 25 year old married woman in New York City, um, which would have been fine, but that's not what was happening. And um, I felt very judged by everyone in the organization. I book publishing is not is notoriously not a high paying industry. Um, and my husband happens to work in an industry that is higher paying and people knew that and it was very icky. It all felt very icky. I felt very judged. And I just kind of had to practice walking away from it and, and knowing, so this sounds so cheesy, but like knowing my truth about what I was going to be doing and how I was going to be spending my time. And because three or six months after that, I had my first story in Marie Claire magazine. I knew from that experience. And then in addition to all these other things, and I had these recurring clients, I had, I knew from the experience of building a business that a lot of people had doubted and had judgments about, I knew that that was normal and that as long as you can prove people wrong, then you, you should just be able to, to fight past that. And so when I started my podcast, I don't know that I can say that there were really haters, but there were definitely people who thought that it was sort of another waste of time. I don't, 
I think people thought that it was just, people just didn't get it. People couldn't wrap their head around it. Even two and a half years ago, I think podcasting was still such a newer idea than it is now. There weren't nearly as many people listening. Um, And I think people thought that I was like talking this big game about something dumb. Um, And then when I delivered on it and it was this well-produced, well-thought-out, consistently released product, people were like, oh, so that's what you've been doing. So I think like it is so normal, unfortunately. And I do think maybe we're moving in a different direction. I'm not sure what the sort of culture around this is like in Australia, but I do think here, and especially with the pandemic and people having to like pursue different kinds of work, I think that people are expanding their minds around what your job can look like. But in my experience, like people, people will believe you when you show them proof. And that sucks. It sucks that you should have to prove yourself even to people that you know, or even that you love, but that does sometimes happen because people are skeptics. I mean, I'm a skeptic, so I get it. Um, But in my experience, like prove them wrong, prove them wrong. Cause they are going to come out. They're going to have judgments, whether they say them or not, you're going to read it in their eyes. They're going to be condescending and patronizing and they're going to be like, oh, that sounds cool. And you're going to grit your teeth and be like, oh, you have no idea how hard I'm working, but prove them freaking wrong. And then they'll be impressed. And that's not why you should do it, but it does feel really good. No, I know. (laughs) It's funny you (laughs) say that because it does feel really good when you prove people wrong. And I've had people, you know, some people that were quite good friends with me years ago and just were totally not hating but definitely not supportive, thinking I'd basically gone a bit crazy for wanting to do something different. I've had that when I succeeded, when I left Yachting to do freelance and started my own whole brand and was generating different incomes, people actually came to me, two good friends, and apologized. They're like, we can't believe we were so unsupportive back then. And I was like, yes. That's amazing. (laughs) I'm so jealous. That's great. That's like... Wow. Talk about, I don't, I don't, I don't think retribution full circle. It was a very full circle moment for you. Yeah. I was like, this is fantastic. I was like, cause I kept doing it no matter what. I didn't really care what those people were saying, but to have them say, basically, sorry, we didn't really believe in you, but we can see you're actually doing it now. I was like, yeah, I am. So I get what you mean about it being a good feeling. You can finally, you're not doing it to prove people wrong, but when you no. can prove people wrong, it's just the cherry, cherry on top, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, don't let don't let that be your number one motivation. No, no, you'll become a very angry person. <laughs> no, we don't. Um, we don't want that. Don't recommend that, everyone. But it will be the icing on the cake because you will prove people wrong. Um, and I think you're right. Haters is a strong word, but there are definitely doubters, and you yeah. will with every little bit of success you will take the wind out of those doubters' sails to do a little yacht metaphor there. That's all yes, I know. I love about it. It was good. That's, that was it. That's all I got. Um, and they will sort of have to admit, like, hmm, maybe I misjudged that person, which feels great. Yeah, 100%, 100%. So I definitely want to value your time, but I'd love one more question before we jump off. Like, So say there's an entrepreneur listening or a wannabe entrepreneur. They're just like, wanting to take the plunge, but maybe they're not feeling ready. Maybe they think they don't have time to create because basically, you know, create a little side hustle. That's what everyone's attempting to do right now with what's going on in the world. What would be your advice to the person just who's continually thinking about doing that thing, but not actually taking any action? 
I would say take baby steps. I'm a very, I'm, I'm a very detailed organizer. Um, and I think while it might feel like there's this urgency to just figure out the side hustle, especially right now, I know it's mm-hmm. trying times for so many people. What I would suggest is like, take the time upfront to make the plan and really think through each baby step, because if you don't, and you just feel the urgency and, and decide that that's why you're just going to jump into something without a plan, you're going to waste time on the back end, or it's not going to work. So I would say there's really no rush as long as you're taking the steps to make a plan. So for instance, I took, I believe six months from the day that I decided I was going to start a podcast until the day that my show launched. Mm -hmm. I was not relying on the show for income. So I understand that that can be a different circumstance for other people. But I think that if I had rushed right into into the podcast right away, because I felt like this urgency to just go for it, I would have paid for it. And and I wouldn't have been able to follow through the way that I ultimately did. So I think like give yourself the time, give yourself the runway to really plan it out financially in terms of your time to talk to the sort of like stakeholders in your life so they understand what you need from them. Um, because taking a couple extra weeks on the front end, first of all, it will make you feel less overwhelmed because you can really map everything out. And second of all, you'll be able to actually go into the side hustle experience with a more level head and just sort of with a better sense of like what you need to do on day one, on day two, just like lay the groundwork for yourself. It is worth it. I promise. Yeah. A hundred percent, a hundred percent doing the groundwork the actual research so you know whatever your say if it's not a podcast if it's like a product when I was doing my cooking program I had a few different ideas for it and the first idea I had when I then went to interview and do the market research would not have worked so if I just launched something for the sake of launching I would have spent so much time and money developing the whole product and then having an unsellable product So as you say, take time, map it out, do the research. I love that because it's so important. There's no point putting things out there just for the sake of launching that product or your brand. Yeah. Aim for efficiency once you get started rather than urgency, like in the moment, even though I know sometimes it feels like it's really important to get started. Just think about what's what's ultimately going to save you the most time. And that often I think is planning. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Planning is key. Oh, that was amazing. Thank you so much, Ellie. I know people would have gotten so many gold nuggets from that. Even I did. And I was so inspired by your story. And just thank you so much for coming on and sharing it with us all. And guys, when you're listening, all Ellie's links to her podcast, her social media platforms are going to be in this podcast episode. So you can go find her, make sure you go listen to her podcast, check her out. It is amazing and definitely worth the look. Thank you so much, Ellie. Thank you so much. And thanks to everybody for listening and good luck with your side hustles. Yes. Thank you. Bye guys. Hey, thanks so much for listening. Now, if you loved this episode and know a fellow female entrepreneur that's going to benefit from all the truth bombs I dropped in this episode, make sure you share it with them on your Instagram stories. I want to hear all your takeaways. So make sure you tag me as well, Sheree underscore Murray. Until next time, love from Palmer.